Welcome to the Daily Creed, where we help you break your limited beliefs that are holding you back from being a personal and professional success. When you master the five character traits of commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline, you will have the power to dominate your industry and live the life you desire. And now, helping you to grow in every aspect of your life, your host, J.R. Spear. Well, thank you so much for being here today. This is a treat for me because you are not just a, a high-level entrepreneur, author, and everything on here that, that your bio says, but you're a personal friend of mine, and you're making a huge, huge impact in a lot of people's lives out there in the world. So I'm glad that you're here. Thank you. I'm glad you had me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So before we uh, dive in and learn more about you, I want you to kind of take us a little bit about your story, because every time I hear your personal story that got you to where you're at, it really gives me goosebumps and uh, chills just hearing about it, because you've gone through a lot of mess and a lot of trauma and a lot of things that got you to where you're at. So let's open up and really share with the audience a little bit about you, so that way we can get them to know more about your story, and then we'll dive in to how someone can live to be the best themselves unapologetically. <laughs> you like that tongue twister unapologetically? I know like- it's a big word. I, 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 have a, I have a bachelor's degree, but I still struggle with big words sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, I was in the world of politics in two, uh, before 2014. And in 2014, I was in a car accident. So I'm going to give you a really fast version of it. In 2014, I was in a car accident where they said I just had a mild concussion. But 12 days later, I stopped walking and talking. And for the next two years and three months, I did not move and I did not speak. And so I would pretty much pantomime with my eyes and my husband would figure out what I needed. Well, at the end of that two years and three months, I was a really depressed and basically suicidal. And I screamed in my head at God, if you hate me so much, then kill me already. And I heard something that shook me and my entire house. And it said, you're not dead yet. Get up. And I found myself six feet away from the couch that I know I can't walk from. And my hands were up in the air and I was thanking God for every trial I'd ever gone through and that I had been breaking. He was breaking me into the woman that I am today. And so I promised that I would walk through any door. I would say yes. And I would move as fast without questioning every move that he was moving to me too. The old me was always doing, but why? Oh, but me. Oh, I can't. And now I just do yes. And I jump and I figure it out from there. And that's what really the whole unapologetic started coming out from. Because at that two years, three months, when I heard you're not dead yet, I heard speak be the light. And one of the things I got back was my ability to speak. I can't add. I'm an engineer by degree. I, I can't add. And there's things in my life that are gone completely. But I was given this gift of speaking and I'm supposed to be out there speaking. So that's what I did. Did a TEDx, started writing books, started traveling around the world, found out I had breast cancer and they gave me three months to live. And so I thought, okay, God, so you wanted me to move faster than I was. So I better move faster because now I've only got three months and I started moving faster and then I didn't die. And so through that whole journey, I went from about 389 pounds to this woman that you see today. And it's been nine surgeries and a lot of battling for my life, a lot of inner critic fighting. And that's where I came up with the unapologetic. The Mm -hmm. old me apologized for everything that I was. The new me, to get to this new me, I had to learn to love me as I am, as I was every day and love me enough to be the best version of me every day and to take care of this body in the best possible way I could. And what happened is 
I evolved. I evolved to the woman that I was supposed to be from the get-go, the one I wouldn't allow out. And so mentally, that's why my show is called Mental Shift. My TV show is called Mental Shift because I had a mental shift that I was worthy of everything good that was coming my way. The old me would have rejected it. And then the mental shift of, I have choices in my life, so why won't I make the best ones for me? And that's how unapologetically you became. Yeah, you're missing out a part that I know personally. It's like when you were laying down there and you were pretty much paralyzed in a coma, couldn't speak and stuff like that, and you were crying out in a very specific way. Why don't you hit on that a little bit? Crying out? In the, I did. I said I was screaming. Why do you No, you, you broke out in song. It's like you couldn't oh, speak. Oh. And then you, you yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I skipped over that because I don't yeah, know. Yeah, a bit a big piece of it. I'm like, this part is powerful because I'm like, man, I, I, I was really hoping that you would just come out here and, and uh break out in song. Oh, well, you didn't <laughs> tell me that part. I was trying to be succinct. <laughs> that was the thing, is what we found out is uh during that time when I couldn't speak, around the end of it, when my brain would was really, really bad. Um I would get these points where I could speak and then I couldn't. I would say like water, uh, cylinder, uh, that kind of thing. But what we found out was if I said, I'd like a glass of water, I could say a full sentence. But if I tried to say a glass of water, it would be cylinder, liquid, but I could sing what I wanted. And so when I started speaking, you know, speak, be the light, I started singing too because I found that part of my gift is my voice. And so I sing a lot when I speak because I think that's part of my connection of my higher power is my voice, not just speaking, but singing, connecting on an emotional level. Yeah. Well, the first time I met you back, it was last summer at a speaking competition. You weren't competing, but you were like one of the judges and one of the people there that was really inspiring the people that would be there. And I heard you break out in song. It's like, man, you had 30 seconds or less and you just capture the whole room to just like put their, their chin on the tables and be like, man, who in the heck is this woman? And, uh, and, and there was, a, there was some really powerful things that happened because we were on the bus and I didn't know you, I, mean, I barely even said hi to you or something like that. And I was, uh, introduced myself to you and I go, Oh, are you here for the speaking competition and, you know, learning to be a speaker? So I'm not learning to be a speaker. I'm already a professional speaker. And so you were already calling it out and saying, and claimed of who you were and who you are. And to me, that really just struck me. I was like, man, this girl knows who she is. And it was powerful because a lot of people that were there, they were just on their speaking journey. And getting to know who they are, didn't really know where they were doing or why they were even there. But you, you claimed that. And, and even though it may be small, it was that one powerful statement that you told me. I was like, man, I got to know who this lady is. And then I saw you speak uh, up on the stage in like 15 or 30 seconds. Like, man, who is this girl? You know, she, she had a way to capture it. And, and honestly, it was from that day on in that event where me and you had grown to have a you know, beautiful friendship and relationship and, and get to know who you are and doing some big things together. So tell us a little bit about, you know, the authority of speaking out and claiming, because you definitely understand that. And I think a lot of people don't really understand their worth. And for you to really claim about who you are and what you do and how that plays to being unapologetically. Well, the best way to claim and, and really how I came about it was most of my life, I ran from anything that scared me, uh, anything that challenged me. I would do, ooh, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that. Well, what I found through all this training and this brain work I've done for the past several years of getting back, getting to this woman that you're seeing right now is what did I get in trouble for as a toddler? as a kid, as, a, as an elementary school child. I used to get in trouble 
for the things that I was afraid of. Stop speaking, Michelle. You talk too much. They put me in the back of the room, nose on the corner, right? Why are you between these people? You keep starting fights. No, I was standing between people who were fighting and I was stopping them from fighting because I'm, I'm a negotiator. And so what I realized are all the things that were suppressed in me as a young child being told you're too loud, don't get in front, uh, don't, what are all the don'ts I was told? What I realized was those were my superpowers. So the things that we shy away from as adults, because someone, when we were younger, told us not to do it because you're too loud, you're too this, you're too, too, too. It's the too part that makes us special. Hmm. Well, all my life, I've always been able to get into a front of a large crowd and say, hey, listen up, so-and-so needs to speak. And everyone would shut up and listen, and I'd walk away. So I always thought my power was getting people's attention, but putting someone else in front of me. During my mental shift that I had while I was in my brain injury, and I was locked in my head having arguments with myself and my all the voices that were in my head, all my inner critics, I realized we run from what we're good at because mm -hmm. we don't want to fail at it. So when I started moving and doing everything, and I was told, speak, be the light. Okay, speaking at being 380 something pounds on stage, um, I know people are going to tease me. I also know that on camera, I'm going to look bigger than I already am. And so my biggest fear was to stand in front of people, especially a camera or people being able to judge me. Mm -hmm. And after I heard speak be the light, I realized it's not my place. I was, I, I, if I'm called to speak, then if someone doesn't understand my body, the shell that I'm in and judge me from it and therefore don't hear the words that are coming out of my mouth, they are not the people I'm speaking to. And mm -hmm. so that kind of embodiment of knowing who you are, loving yourself in whatever state you're in and accepting your, yourself, your, your good and the bad. Now, I'm not saying just accept the bad and sit there, but it's accept the bad and say, if I can change it, can I? Then do. So I say, Byron Katie's quote, there's three types of business or control in this world. There's my control, the other person's control, and God's control. What can I control? Can I control how I look? Well, not at the moment, but I can look good as best I can. Can I control how I think? Yes, I can control how I think. So what I did is I did a little change every day. So whatever you're doing, your audience, whatever you are doing, and you want to own who you are and know what you are, accept yourself as who you are now, know what you need to improve and start making changes one at a time, not all at the same time. And what you'll do is one day you'll look back and do, holy smokes, I went 20 miles, mm. right? A lot, of, a lot of really good things in there. And we're going to be going to our first break here in the next couple of minutes and stuff like that. But when we come back, I really want to hit on a little bit of like your, the type of people that you typically help and how you, and start going through a little bit about your process of how to become unapologetically. So you got the speakers, you got the people that are in the a state of being of where they're at and they're just kind of stuck. Like, as you were stuck, you didn't know where you're going. And yet now you have global shows and you're speaking all over the world internationally and you're you're doing your own live events and you're writing a books and doing all these really cool things and hanging out with people like me. So, I mean, you're, you're doing something really big, but I, I would love to like really hit in some of your process of what that looks like. So before we go on break, can you kind of give a little teaser about what that looks like? So when we come back. People know what to look for. Well, I can give a really short teaser. There when you go. in doubt, jump. There you go. Jump towards well, your jump towards what? Your fear. When in doubt, jump and jump towards your fear. That's really cool. I love that. 
Awesome. Well, if you guys are listening here on one of your guys' favorite shows on your podcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys are listening in to, make sure you guys stay tuned. We're getting ready to go on our first break, and Dr. Michelle is going to come back, and she's going to teach you guys a little bit about when to, when to, when you're in doubt, jump, and start facing your guys' fears. And you guys want to listen because she is the person that people spend a lot of money to get this type of information to come speak and to hear her talk and to learn and grow from. So stay tuned. I look forward to a continuous interview with Dr. Michelle, and we will be back shortly. And now a word from our sponsors. Navigating the business world can be daunting. Welcome to the Business Leaders Network, a community of like-minded entrepreneurs ready to share invaluable experience. As a BLN member, enjoy dynamic networking opportunities with high-level entrepreneurs, learn cutting-edge strategies from industry experts, and gain a platform to showcase your business. Get started today for only $37, which is less than your daily cup of coffee. Join a community that can transform your business. Visit www.blncommunity.com to get started. Your success is our mission at BLN. Let's navigate the business world together. And now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Sorry. Uh, my name is JR. I am your host on the Business Leaders Network, where we are hosted by the Inspired Choices Network. And uh, if you guys have not checked out our community, the BLN community, Business Leaders Network community, we would love to invite you as our personal VIP guest, where every week we have a, a master masterclass. We focus on leadership, sales, marketing systems, processes, and finances. We also have breakout rooms on a couple of days a week where we have an opportunity to connect with other industry leaders to help you guys grow your pipeline, grow your community, grow your network, so that way you guys can start, grow, and scale your guys' business. And then we have our Business Leaders University where we provide high-level training and education that can help you guys grow. So if you'd like to be my VIP guest, make sure you go to blncommunity.com. That's blncommunity.com. Register, come join us, and we would love to have you guys there. Uh, if you guys want to come join us at our next live event, that is going to be in St. Louis, Missouri on March 23rd through 25th. And if you guys check the first part of our show, Dr. Michelle Moraz will be one of our amazing speakers, one of 18 coming in from all over the country to be able to teach and inspire us to help us all grow. So make sure you guys register by going to blnlive.com. That's blnlive.com on March 23rd through 25th in St. Louis, Missouri. And if you did not grab a copy of my book, The Success Guide to Building Your Coaching Empire, I go through four non-negotiable tasks that every entrepreneur needs to do to help you guys grow, start growing and scale your guys' businesses. You can go to my personal website, which is jrspear.com. That's jrspear.com. I would love for you guys to grab a copy because I know it will change the way you guys think about business and take action every single day. All right, let's get back into our show with Dr. Michelle Moraz. And before we got off uh, from our first break, we talked a little bit about when in doubt, jump towards your fear. And this is on how to become unapologetically. So when in doubt, jump towards your fear. And I am going to let Dr. Michelle jump right in and talk to us about how to face your fears. Well, uh, I learned this from one of my mentors. His name is Dr. Paul Sheely, and he's out of Sheely Learning Systems. And you have to think, I've been stuck in my head for over two years. I'm battling breast cancer. I had a lot of doubt running around me. And here I am being told, go speak. And then I'm looking at myself thinking, how can I? How can I do this? Well, I have to because I promised God that I would. So what I found with Dr. Sheely is he said, have you heard of Byron Katie? And now I'm in love with Byron Katie. If you know Byron Katie, I want to meet her. Just want to say that. Anyways, he introduced me to The Work by Byron Katie. 
So how do you jump towards your fear, jump through your fear actually, and run towards whatever goal it is that you're afraid to go to? Is I use the work by Byron Katie. There's four main questions. Number one, is it true? Number two, can you absolutely know that it's true? Number three, how do you react or how do you feel when you think that thought? And number four, who would you be without that thought? So let me give you an example. Is it true? So I want to be a speaker and I, I, want to, I want to be able to change lives. Yeah, that's true. But the statement that stops us is, everyone's talking about what I'm already talking about. No one needs to hear me. Is that true? Well, it could be true. We don't know that, but yeah, could be true. Well, number two, can you absolutely know that no, everyone else is talking about what you're saying, so no one needs you? Can you absolutely say that's true? Well, no, because I know I've helped a few people with this topic, so they haven't heard all the other people. They heard me and they were moved, so I really, really want to do this, but I, my topic is flooded. Well, number three, how do you react when you think that no one really needs you because it's already flooded? Well, I feel really bad and I feel kind of worthless because I feel it's my calling. So number four, who would you be without thinking that you weren't needed, that your voice, right? What would you mm -hmm. be? Well, I would be empowered to go out, be the best version of me and give that message out, regardless of how many people are talking about it already. Boom, it opened my door. So whatever you're thinking about what you want to do, ask yourself those four questions. Is it true? Can you absolutely say it's true? Number three, how do you react when you think you're that main thought that you kept having that was holding you back? And number four, who would you be if you never thought it? And that brought me through so much of my fears because I realized if I can change one person's life to be better. And honestly, the first person that happened to be changed was me. It was a happy result of me trying to help other people was I helped me first and then I was able to give even more. So look up the work by Byron Katie. It's absolutely brilliant. And it works for everything. It works for arguments with other people. It works on relationships, work things. Whatever, whenever you have a question that says, I can't or so-and-so or this is holding me back, you ask those four questions and you'll move very quickly forward to what you really, really want to be. It's interesting you bring that up because I have top, I have conversations like this pretty frequently with people challenge, being challenged with the idea of, you know, there's already enough people out there that do what I do. There's already <laughs> enough coaches out there. Like why, why is anyone going to buy with, buy from me? There's already all that stuff out there for free, like personal trainers. It's like, why is anyone going to buy from me? There's already thousands of personal trainers out there on it. And my answer is always like, but they're not you. And it's always it's always individualized to you because people aren't buying you because you're a personal trainer. They're buying you because of you, you and your experiences. So someone uh, is waiting for your particular voice. Yeah. With your background, something about you is so special. We're all like our fingerprints, right? We're all so unique. Someone is waiting particularly for you. And it is taking a gift away from the world by not stepping into your gift. I don't care how many other people are doing it. Someone's waiting for you to change their life. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's really powerful because I think this is something that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs or just people suffer or struggle with on a regular basis. Is uh, and I personally think it boils down to their worth for themselves and believing in who they are. And uh, it just 
you know, for for this, you talk about your mental shift and stuff like that. It starts in your head, and you got to first know what it is that you want to do and believe what you want to do, and then also gain more confidence in what you even have to offer. Because confidence comes with clarity. So the more clear you are on your programs, offers, deliverables, your messages, the more confidence you're going to gain and what you want to do. But how uh, I, I would love. I know you went through your four step process, but how often do you see this coming, and how do you help someone really break through all these different challenges and obstacles that they're they're battling against mentally? We talk through it, and we just keep talking through it. You're you're gifted at that, JR. Yeah. You cornered me on something I didn't want to talk about, and so that's just it. That's what coaches do. We 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 ask why and get deeper and deeper. And that these four questions I always start with with the the work by Byron Katie. There's actually like twenty. Okay, it, it doesn't end. And then once you get to the end of all those questions, it loops back around, and then you turn all these. Like if I kept saying JR needs, a JR should understand me. If I kept doing that, at the end of all these questions that you ask yourself, at the end, you replace that other person's name with your own name. And everything mm-hmm. you're reflecting onto that other person is all here in your head. It's you. Yeah. And that's what the magic is. It's like, wow, I control everything that comes in or out of me. So, yes, it's quite the process because a lot of people do. They lock up and they, I know. I, I need a break. I need to, I, I don't want to talk about this right now. I go, okay, well, I'll see you tomorrow at five. You know? <laughs> where, where, where does this fear come from? It's just, honestly, most people think it's fear of inadequacy. And honestly, it's just, I found it's polar opposite. It's fear of succeeding so well beyond your dreams that you don't know what to do with yourself. It's like, but I don't deserve being that good. I'm not that good. I can't be. I'm mm. humble. See, that's the thing. And that's, I think, one of the things that many of us, especially the the Christian version of all of us, we were told to be humble. And so we misconstrued the humbleness with don't accept the gifts that were given us, given to us. And I think that's one of the biggest things, especially for me and a lot of my clients I've met, is they didn't want to step into something because I'm humble and I'm not that good. I'm, I'm average. No. You were gifted something amazing. Step into it. It's your gift. When it's your gift, don't be humble about it, but don't be proud about it. You're giving to other people. You were put on this planet for that gift. Walk into it. Shine. You don't have to brag, but you can shine. Yeah, I I find this very, uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but I find it common that people have this fear of success. And one thing that I've realized, I mean, gosh, I've I worked with a lot of crazy, you know, successful entrepreneurs. And I have friends that are making well over millions of dollars. And what I consider to be more successful than what where I'm at and, and professionally in, in life. And yet they still call me on a regular basis seeking my advice and and help. And I'm like, I, I, and there was, there was a point in time, it was uh, last year, I'm driving my mom to the airport after visiting with me. And one, one of my friends who who falls into this category that I'm mentioning, he calls me and, and I'm talking to him the whole ride up to the airport with my mom. And I get off my mom, I go, mom, you know, this is really crazy that this, this particular individual is calling and asking me advice on how to business advice, how to do this, how to connect with people, how to build a network, how to do all these different things. But the point that I'm making is people, even people that are making six, seven, eight, nine figures in their business, 
they're all human. We get they're in our all own human. heads. Yeah, we, we get in our own heads with it. And and it, and one one thing that you know I, I heard, I, I think it was actually uh, our friend, you know, Dr. Smiley, that actually told me is like, you know, I love having Jr. having me on his corner because he's not scared to be in a room full of uh, of seven figure earners and still be able to dominate and lead with confidence for what I'd be able to do. And to me, I think what happens where I get myself in that mindset is I don't care where someone is at because we are all human. We all struggle with something. And and here's the other big advice I tell everyone. I don't care if you are making $0 in your business or if you're making millions of dollars a month in your business, I'm going to start like your day one, like you're a white belt. Like when I was running a martial arts school and I don't care if you got your black belt from Joe Schmo in another school and you're wearing a fifth degree black belt, I want to know who you are. And I'm going to treat you like you're a white belt. You could be a black belt, fifth degree black belt, 10th degree black belt. But when you come in my my school, in my dojo, I'm going to treat you like you're a, first, a white belt. I'm going to give you the respect for the belt that you're wearing, but I'm going to treat you like you know absolutely nothing because I don't know where you came from. I don't know the type of coaches that led you, that taught you, your background, your history. And from there, then we can start building from there. But reality is we're all human. We all have something to learn. And people just end up freaking out because of someone's title or their success or wherever wherever they've been in life. And when we start removing that, now we can step into our genius mode and be able to serve people at the highest level. And you know, a lot of people just struggle with that. And yeah. so when you when you uh when you surround yourself around amazing people like you, like uh, Dr. Smiley, like Dr. Obama, and a bunch of other people. You start realizing that all of us have struggles and all of us have talents that we can lean and help each other with. I say so, that's why we come together. <laughs> exactly. So learning, having the fear of success. I mean, gosh, that's a that's a huge thing because some people are just terrified of where that goes. And the way I see it is like, you know, you don't feel different when you make a hundred thousand dollars a month or a million dollars a month than you do making a ten dollars a month. Yes. It's the same thing when you when you start serving people. And that becomes your focus on really making an impact. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It just matters on how the impact that you do. And so having that fear of success is a real thing. Uh, we are going to be going on to our, our second break here in a second. And one thing I want to hit on next is, well, one thing that we didn't talk about is how you're really able to help people find their voice and speak to, with authority from stages or in person to be able to create bigger opportunities. So I like to hit on that when we come back from break and then also seeing what someone can do to kind of turn their voice into opportunities and see see what you have to say about that. So stay tuned. We'll be back here shortly and then we'll come back and uh, with our second half of our show with Dr. Michelle Morass. And now a word from our sponsors. Stuck in growth and need more time to serve your clients? Let J.R. Spear and his Creed Consulting team help. We offer a full done-for-you service, strategizing and building your program to scale fast. From video shoots to web design and automation, we've got you covered. Our expertise gives you more time to deliver the quality your clients deserve. Ready to build faster and serve better? Call us today at 314-221-9216 and let's kickstart your coaching program and build the quality of product your clients deserve. And now back to the show. And now welcome back, Dr. Michelle Morass. And on the last episode, we went through or the first half of our show. We went through a lot of different things. And we talked about how to jump through your fear, facing your doubt, jumping through your fear, but also how to overcome the fear of success. And on the second half of our show, I really want to talk about how someone can uh, really find their voice 
and turn into opportunities, whether it's from stage or whether it's in their daily workplace or whatever it may be, because this is kind of your, where I would like to say one of your, of many, one of your genius zones where you help people really come out of their shell and really start making a difference and making an impact. So love for you to kind of hit on that and uh, kind of walk us through your boot camp style uh, training and really how you help someone become unapologetically finding their voice and turning that into opportunities that they can excel from. Well, <clears throat> the magic about that really executive speaking coaching out of all the things I do, it is my gift. It is what I do mm. the best. So I am an expert on body language. And basically I learned it when I was in politics. So I would shape a, a politician's speech by the way they spoke by the way they held their body, whatever, all those kind of things. And so I started perfecting it in that world. Then I had my brain injury and I watched people because I couldn't move, I watched. And I realized that there were more nuances in body language than we all perceived. I perceived them. And so what I help and how I help people, well, let me back up. When we are communicating, we are actually communicating, let me give you some weird percentages. I'm going to say 60, 30, 10. 60% of communication is your body language. 30% is your intonation of your voice. Only about 10%. It's actually much less. It's like probably 4% is your words coming out of your mouth. So I could come up to you and say, JR, I cannot stand you at all. And you Reading my body language, your body thinks she's smiling at me and she's saying such nice things because her, her vocal tone is so lovely. But I, my words were harsh. Mm. That's the magic of speaking. So what we do is we control the body language. So you are projecting who you are before you ever open your mouth. It's in your demeanor. It's the energy that you put out. And so that's what I work with um, at the Unapologetic Speaker Camp. It's your movement on stage and where you place things in, your, in, the, in the audience's mind. And then I help you control what words you use and how. The human mind works on music. And so at the boot camp, I basically am orchestrating your speech. You see, when mm -hmm. I talk, I do this a lot. I move my hands a lot. It's because I see movement on stage when someone is speaking. And mm -hmm. I'm conducting the words and how they come out. Are they softer? Are they harder? Are they louder? Or are they softer? It's all about the intonation and the body language so that you can capture someone's attention enough that they listen to your words and not forget them. There's power in that part. And then the next part is the one-on-one -on -one coaching. The one-on-one -on -one coaching is where I take what I've done with the crafting of the first speech I've heard you do. And I say, okay, in that speech, I heard this topic, this topic, and this topic. Now you're only talking to who right now? Oh, I'm, I'm concentrating on them. Accountants. Okay, do you only want to speak to accounts for the rest of your career as a speaker? Oh, no, I want to speak to da-da-da. Okay, so now those stories that we have, we need to split them so that you are speaking to different personality types. And so that gets much deeper. And what I do with one-on-one -on -one coaching is the most simple way I can explain it is 
we all have a story tree. We all have our main story, our main theme that we speak about, what started this whole path of wanting to speak and share and give back to people. We have a tree trunk. But in that tree trunk, there are multiple branches that come off big branches, little branches. And what's neat about them is they all come and they all feed from that main tree trunk. So what I do is I help you build your main storyline. And then I pull different stories that will address different personality types. So let's say you have a story about being in the military. You've got your military stories. Well, what I do is I would pull out for the, uh, people who needed facts, bring that story out. Well, the, the one about the, the nurturing person, the, the emotional side, and I help you pull stories out that will attract different people. And then what we do is we weave the stories together so that when you talk to one audience, you're talking to all the main personality types in the room. So since you have one main personality type, I would help you craft your story so it brought the rest of the personality types in. It's really intricate and it's very deep one-on-one. -on -one. We meet twice a, twice a month for two hours each, each, um, each segment because I get so deep in it then I give you homework. A lot of homework. So there's several different things that I want to like hit on right here. And I hope that you can expand on it as fast as you can with the time that we got on here. But uh, when you're talking about body language, you know, th this could be, I, I get, I'm, when, I, when you're thinking about body language, I'm thinking about the, the pastors in church and they're staying on the pulpit. And for me, I'm very critical when I see people speak, like I, I, I hate to admit it, but they're, Years ago, when me and my wife were first got married, and we were shopping around, looking, jumping around from different churches when we were living in St. Louis, and I remember going to one church itself, and just because of the past, the the pastor that we're speaking to, one, he was probably 200 pounds overweight. He was wearing his belt was completely off his gig line. And if you don't know what gig line is in the military, it's a straight line from your shirt down to your pants and and everything else and with your belt, and it was completely off, and it just it looked like he was wearing you know clothes from you know Goodwill that he got. And I, and I, I don't say it to be judgmental on that, but at that moment, I was very judgmental because I'm just coming back from Iraq. I'm just getting out of the, recently out of the military, and we're taught from having everything just very, very crisp and presence in everything that you do. And the way that he was conducting himself on the stage, it was completely distracting for me being able to hear the message that he wanted to do. He could actually be in the most amazing pastor, but I couldn't focus on what the message was because I was distracted by the way he presented himself on stage. And for me, because of the background that I have, I have a hard time being led by someone that can't even take care of themselves. Time out on that. Yeah. It's not just you. It's human nature. And yeah. that's why I train on it. It's human nature for the fight, fight or flight kind of thing. You see someone and you're instant. Do I trust this person? Or instant. Can they guide me? They can't even guide themselves. I'm not going to, you see, that's what we're doing all the time. Mm. That's why body language is so important. And nowadays, body language is camera, angle, light, how you drive into the parking lot. I've walked out of conferences because I saw the keynote come through the parking lot. I saw him zigzag through, cut people off. I saw him flip someone off. And then I saw him walk through the door and then turn it to another person. And then everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's here. And I'm thinking, I will never go into a room with this person. His actions spoke more to me than any words he will ever say. 
That's why body language is so important. It's yeah, that, how you yourself. It's how everything you present yourself. Yeah, that trust that you just said, it really speaks to it. And I never really thought about how body language can really uh, affect the listeners on being able to connect with you while you're on stage. And that, that's really huge. The other thing that you mentioned was, which I'm kind of feeling stuck on is, is the personality types. Mm-hmm. How do you speak directly to a certain personality type? Now, when, when I'm saying that, is it more on the sense of, okay, these are visual people. These are people that like animation. These are people that yeah. like video. Yeah. These are people. Yeah. So what, what, what is it that you're talking about? How do we find and, and, and do that? Well, it's very deep. That's the whole one-on-one thing. But the overall is there are four main personality types. And depending on who you listen to, there's disc, there's bank, there's all these different kinds. But basically, there's four main ones. There's people who want quick, short, give me the facts and get out of here. The other Mm -hmm. one is um, they are very detail-oriented. They want to know numbers. And then you have the other ones who tell me how you're taking care of everybody. And then you have the other ones who are, um, oh, I just forgot it. So let's build a bridge. So those are the actions people. Let's build a bridge. Yes, let's do that. Then, then there's the people who are like, well, this is how we're going to build a bridge. That's the other personality type. Well, is the bridge safe enough for everybody to cross? That's the other personality type. And then the first, fourth personality type was, well, then everybody should come together so we can do it together. So you've, you're talking to different personality types, not how they learn but what words they're waiting to hear in order to engage with you. Mm, that's so yes. good. Yeah, I'm there's no way think, I can explain I, that on a podcast. I, I, I wonder what you think my per, my uh, audience likes to go after when I speak. I mean, you know me on a personal and deep level. So when I'm speaking, what, who's uh, who's my audience and my personal tap, that I need to tap into? Oh, you you already have the the... I can't tell you because then I have to break into what it all is. So <laughs> you are very, you have um, great lineal thoughts, but you're also a high nurturer. Okay. Mm. Take care of people and you have processes. Oh, a great comparison is like, yeah, Dr. Smiley. If, if most of you probably might meet Dr. Smiley sooner or later. He is very, he's very fixed on numbers, but, mm. and he's very caring. So that's why the three of us get along, is that where he gaps, you fit in. Where I gap, I fit in the mm-hmm. other way. So we actually fit like Lego pieces. What, when I come see you in St. Louis, I will explain it deeper. How about that? No, I would love that. And it's very interesting that you said that because I, as you're talking, I'm like, man, I wonder exactly who my audience is. Because for me, when I'm listening to people, I'll take, for example, my wife. I get very impatient sometimes when she's talking to me because I just want her to get to the point. But she likes to have a story on everything. I'm like, I don't have the time for this. Just give me the point. What do you want me to do? But she wants to talk to me about the process that led her to the decision that she made and all those different things. And I'm like, I can't take that well, right guess now. What? Just warning, opposites attract. Yeah. So in my case, I am a high action. I just go, let's go. But I also care about people. Let's go and come on with me. My husband's a very high detail oriented, high number person. So when he, when we were together, we're polar opposites but he completes what I don't have. Hmm. You see, she is the other side of you that you don't have. And that's why relationships tend to be, why did I bring this person? We are so opposite. It's because we're always seeking to complete ourselves. So we sought opposites. I love that. 
All right, guys, we got to go to our last break. When we come back, I want to have Dr. Michelle talk about how you can get connected with her and the opportunities that she has coming in the works that you're going to want to get plugged in. So I'll let her take over that part, the last piece of the show to really say what she is working on, what she is doing, and how you guys can connect with Dr. Michelle. So stay tuned, and we'll see you back here shortly. And now, a word from our sponsors. Ready to elevate your coaching business and make a profound impact? Discover your roadmap in J.R. Spears' book, The Success Guide to Building Your Coaching Empire. Immerse in wisdom earned through years of successful coaching, presenting a strategic battle plan to navigate challenges and seize opportunities. Don't just survive, but thrive in your industry. Get your copy at www.jrspear.com today. Let this guide be your companion in your journey to a powerful coaching empire. Transform your business and make a bigger impact now. And now back to the show. We are, have the privilege, uh, privilege to be interviewing Dr. Michelle Moraz. And before we jump back into the interview where we're going to talk about how you can get connected with her, I want to ask you guys and encourage you to go back and listen to the first uh, part of the show where we talked about how to face your doubt and overcoming your fear, how to actually, uh, you know, overcoming the fear of success, as well as learning how to, you know, figure out your body language and become a better speaker to help create opportunities. So go back, listen to the show. Love to have you guys. And if you have not checked out our Business Leaders Network, join our community where we have weekly calls five days a week where you can learn, grow, scale your guys' business, connect with industry leaders, and to grow your pipeline so that way you guys can make more sales and make a bigger impact. You can do so by going to blncommunity.com. That's blncommunity.com. Love to have you guys there. Join us at our next live event in St. Louis, Missouri on March 23rd through 25th, and you can register at blnlive.com, blnlive.com. And lastly, grab a copy of my book, Success Guide to Building Your Coaching Empire. Get that at my personal website at jrspear.com. So we all have a few more minutes left, and I wanted to give Dr. Michelle Moraz an opportunity to really be able to say what she has coming next in her pipeline and that how you guys can get involved, learn from her, grow, because I can tell you firsthand by having a personal relationship with Dr. Michelle that every person she comes in contact with becomes changed and different in a positive way. And the way that she shares the stories, the experience that she has gone through in her life will change you and change you for the better. So I want you guys to get connected with her. I want you guys to get to know who she is. And so that way you guys can become a better speaker, learn to live your life unapologetically, and just uh, have a, an amazing person in your corner to cheer you on. So Dr. Michelle, tell us a little bit about what you have coming in the works and how people can start getting connected with you. Wow, there's a lot coming in the works. So here's the thing, <laughs> connect with me through any social media because I will answer. But you can go to my website, which would be nice and nice. It's michellemoras.com. So M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-M-R-A-S.com. Or you can go to michellem360.com. And then, yeah, that's it. I answer everything. What's coming in the pipeline? Okay, I just had my big unapologetic speaker camp in Colorado Springs. And the venue has asked me to do another one sooner than August. So I'm going to be doing one definitely in August. But it may be I'll be doing another one in April. Now, what I'm thinking, what will happen is, so I took it off my website. So when you click on the button on my website, you can't get to it because I took it down. It's coming. I'm thinking in April, what I will be doing is having a how to be on TV workshop. 
basically coach everyone on how to be on a camera, how to answer questions, how to shine on camera. And then the next day, have all of those people who come to that session be guested on my show, Mental Shift, on TNC and Zondra TV. And then that way, you're already in. So, April, something big's coming. Okay, prepping for TV and being on my show. And then August, we'll have another unapologetic speaker camp. The VIPs will be given the opportunity to be a guest on my show, Mental Shift. And what we're doing when I say guest on my show, it's not StreamYard, it's not this. It is three cameras, live audience, sitting in chairs and uh, recording. It'll be amazing. It is amazing. And I can't wait for that. Um, I'm also working on, well, I'm traveling. I'm on a speaking tour, so I'll, um, I'll be gone for the next several months. But catch me. If you go to my website or if you connect to me on any social media, you'll see where I'm coming. And if I'm coming to your area, I'm going to be with JR with the BLN Live Group. So come meet me. I would love to meet all of you. Yeah, you're going to be in St. Louis a couple of times. You're going to be in St. Louis over uh, next two week weeks. or two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks, you're going to be out there for one event. You're going to be back out in St. Louis for my event on March 23rd through 25th. Uh, I don't know how you're going to fit in April because we got all this stuff going on in New York together that I'll be seeing you out there as well just a couple of weeks after the St. Louis. So um, I'd be interested to hear what you got going on uh, with that and when it's going to be and how you're going to fit it in. Since you're in Colorado and we got to be in New York the, towards the middle or end of April for your getting your books up on this. I've got a week the there. Screen. So I've got a week cool. at home. You know, right? what? I don't know how you do it. You were like, I, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm young and I'm interject, but man, I, I have no excuses when I see you and I was like, gosh, you're like traveling all over the world. And it's like, oh, I'm home for a day or two. And then you're gone again. It's like, geez, how in the heck do you keep up on that? But you're doing it. You're making it. I'm super happen. healthy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I see that. I see all your, your transformations that you're doing on, uh, on social media, which is really, really inspiring and, and cool to see because seeing someone like you that's still able to balance life, make the impact that you're doing and travel in the way that you're doing and still be able to manage your family and everything that you're doing on a, on a high level is very impressive. So well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely inspired by that. And not just on the speaker camp and the boot camps that you're doing, but you also have, I don't even know how many books. You have so many different books out there that are definitely getting their circulation and hitting the shelves at homes all over the place. Well, my uh, you, fourth personal have less book, than a minute. My fourth personal book, Unapologetic, has just released. Uh, Dr. Smiley just wrote me and said he got my box of books. So I will have a book launch somewhere. In, I might do one over there in St. Louis when I'm with you guys. I might do an Amplifluence event and launch my book there. So we'll see. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love to see it. We need, are we going to do an Amplifluence event before our event in St. Louis? Yep. Or either before or after, whatever. I think probably yep, before. We do it before. before. We'll do it before because we needed to have a venue first. And we'll ask the venue if we can have it the night before since so many people will arrive the night before. Yeah, we'll do an amplifier. Hey, maybe may, actually a good idea. And I know we got 30 seconds left. Um, how about we tie it in with our networking event that we're doing on that Thursday, the 23rd. And yes. uh, so connect with Jessica, my operations manager, and we could tie that in and do it both. So that way it's all done. At the Thank you so much, Dr. Moraz, for being here on our show. And until next time, everyone, stay tuned. And we will see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Thank you for listening to the Daily Creed Podcast Show with J.R. Spears. And you can also find him on Instagram at jr.spear. 